some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Apollo. And I'm Ash Epp. And we have no Joe today. Joe is uh, busy doing other things. Joe is being Joe today. He's just being Joe. So uh, so you get me and Apollo today. And we have a great show planned for you. We have uh, a guest, as promised yesterday, we are going to have Jason Jahorek back to talk with us about the meeting in Surrey county north carolina last night and so we're going to get to that but first uh just wanted to talk talk a little bit about a couple of headlines um could you pull up our new press secretary please mr producer where's our press secretary uh that was one of the video clips that i sent you oh god i got it give me one second my apologies Sorry, my computer is, is being like a dominion today. Oh, it's all good. So we have a new press secretary. Pasaki is no longer with us. She has said goodbye, and they have taken, uh, we have uh, received a new press secretary, and she. There we go, I've got it. Here we go. You can hear what she has to say. I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first of all three of those to hold this position. I would not be here today if it were not for generations of barriers, barrier-breaking people before me. I stand on their shoulders. If, if it were not for generations of barrier-breaking barrier people before me, I would not be here. But um, I benefit from their sacrifices. I have learned from their ex ex excellence, and I am forever grateful to them. Representation does matter. You hear us, you hear us say this uh, often in this administration, and no one understands this better than President Biden. Well, thank goodness. Representation matters. Um, and I think it does, right? I mean, I spent 20 years in uh, a good old boys club in corporate America, where it was not uncommon to be the only woman in the room. And I think representation does matter, but does representation matter more than the competency and ability to, the, to do the job? So what is the job? The job is press secretary, which in essence is reading and speaking articulately. And unfortunately, there was quite a, quite a lot of stumbles as she got through that opening statement in her new role as press secretary. So question of the day, everybody in the chat, does representation matter more than competence? 
I look forward to these comments. Yeah. <laughs> Right. All right. So uh, another headline coming through this morning. This is what this one's going to shock everyone. The uh, Pr Project Veritas new new video dropped. Let's play that. Predator does not want free speech. What do you mean? Capitalists. We weren't really operating in a capitalist mode. We were very socialist. Like we're all like communist. Ideologically, uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. So if everyone on the right wing will be like, "Bro, it's okay to say, just gotta tolerate it." Uh, the left will be like, "No, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor, or else I'm not gonna be in the platform." So it does go right. It's true. There is a bias. I don't know if the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. What do your colleagues say about like? They hate it. Oh my god, I'm at least like okay with it, but some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. What uh, do they say? They're, they're like, this will be my last day if it happens. Has much changed since like Elon's coming out? A lot of change. A lot has changed. We're all like worried for our job. Why are you guys so worried though? You know, jobs are like, I, I think it's just like the environment, like you, you're there and you become like sick and calm. We did all we can to like revolt against it. A lot of employees revolted against it. But at the end of the day, board of directors have a say and then they acted on their best interest because they didn't want to get sued. I basically went and worked like four hours a week last quarter. That's just how it works for a company. Yeah, how would you describe communism besides Twitter? Essentially, like, everyone gets to do whatever they want. No one really cares about, like, OPEX, like, capitalism. They care about numbers. They care about the business But in Twitter, it's like, mental health is everything. Like, if you're not feeling it, you can take a few days off. Months off, they come back, but you always like, like do your best at any time, and that's culture. And you know, we run the business as much as possible. Capitalists would be like, you gotta generate profits while you're out. Uh, a lot of people look at survivor culture. Comments if you feel shocked. Yeah, who's shocked? Who's shocked that people at Twitter are left, 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 left? I feel shocked. As he says. And by the way, just just a, a quick quote. I know for the, those in the audio edition, there was a lot of background noise, but he did say, yes, we were commie as F. Mm -hmm. uh, and Twitter was essentially operating like a bunch of commies. Well, and what, one of the things that I found really, uh, really... <laughs> Not, I mean, I guess not surprising is when he said, I joined Twitter and I became left. It's just the environment. It's just the culture. It's just what they do. It, they brainwash you. You, you go into these tech, these tech companies in uh, Silicon Valley and you change fundamentally how you think and who you are. That's, that's not terrifying at all. And we're talking about groupthink, right? So um, Matthias Desmet and uh, Dr. Malone talked earlier this year about mass formation psychosis and how with, uh, with COVID, we saw people terrified and, you know, conforming to this, this groupthink, right? It's groupthink on steroids, what they described with mass formation psychosis. And what we're seeing here with this Project Veritas drop is that the, the groupthink is very real within Twitter, right? This guy joined Twitter and became more left. Um, 
but now we we know, right? Like we heard them say, I, was, I wrote some notes down while he was talking. Um, we don't worry about opex. We don't worry about operational expenses. <laughs> we we just we run the business as much as possible. But if you're not feeling it, you know, go home. You don't you don't have to work. Um, that's not how it works. Well, and think about the implications of if what Elon is uncovering about them is true. That instead of five percent bots, it might be five percent people. Imagine the implications in how they have been directing people to think and the opinion that they have been steering regarding Trump, regarding what conservative means, regarding all these radical agendas over the last you know several years. So many of us and of and of you know you listening and so many of these people who we can't understand how they think that way. That is the environment that they have been uh, interacting in. They truly believe that this massive majority really does believe all these things and considers people who hold ideas like we do to be to be the fringe. It, it, if, if that is uh, indeed what is happening, and I'm sure that's not the only environment, uh, if you're aware of what's going on in the, uh, in the digital space, it explains a lot of what we've been seeing over the last few years. Well, and as uh, you know, so, so Elon Musk came out, I think this morning, and I didn't pull this, so I apologize to the audience, but uh, you can go find it. Uh, all over the headlines because I read it in multiple places. Elon Musk has come out and kind of hinted at that he thinks he's going to pay less than the forty-four billion, right? So as we talked about on the show the other day, the the number of bots involved in Twitter, since we're talking about deal activity, is is significant. Uh, the value of Twitter is partially based on the number of active users. That's how they determine what the value of the company is. If the number of bots, so not active users, but, but fake accounts, if the number of bots is significantly more, more significant than the 5% that Twitter said it was, and that the value of Twitter for its shareholders is based at least in part on, that's fraud. That's not, that, that's not uh, oh, you know, darn it, they got me, those fake people, right? We're, we're talking about the value being, being inflated based on uh, false data, a false data input. That's fraud. So not only would, um, would Elon Musk pay less than the $44 billion if the, the value was derived based on fake information, but I would imagine somebody uh, that the, the shareholders of Twitter would be looking to hold somebody accountable for that because that's going to make their share value tank. What a hundred percent. Right. Right. So we talked yesterday about, uh, and we had Jason Jahorik, our next guest. We had him on with us yesterday talking about the event that was coming up in North Carolina in Surrey County, County Commissioner meeting where we we're talking about moving to hand count and no longer using machine. Jason joins us again today. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Oh, wait, Jason, did Jason did freeze? Lose, did we lose Jason? Nope, we got him. see me? Oh, there he there is. There we go. Okay. All right, welcome, welcome back to the show, Jason. How are <laughs> you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Um, and thank you, Ash and Apollo, for this opportunity again, because it's very important in North Carolina that we have fair and honest elections. It, okay. it definitely is. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at North Carolina, we're looking at Surrey County, just like we're looking at Otero County and Mesa County and other counties. These, these, uh, 
areas where we've been able to at least get the meeting, right? Where we've been able to at least get the meeting with the commissioners to, to talk through the evidence. So tee up for the audience uh, just briefly. I know we talked about it yesterday, but for folks that maybe didn't watch or don't remember, tee up what exactly was, was happening during this meeting. What was the goal? What did you expect was going to happen? Well, we had a meeting last night with Surrey, Surrey County com uh, Commissioners, and our goal was four things. One, we wanted this, the Surrey County Commissioners to do a uh, uh, re preserve all of the election integrity data from 2020. We wanted them to do a forensic image of the current machines that are being used in the primaries right now. And then we wanted them to do a go to 100% paper for all future uh, voting going forward and join the Mike Lindell and Junction to get their money back for these machines on what they did. And unfortunately, we didn't actually get that result because they felt that they didn't have legal standing to be able to do that. And they turned it right over to the State Board of Elections. And when you think about the State Board of Elections, they're a, a consolidated or um, um, I would say that they're, a, how would you say that? They're centralized system of control. And so if you're if you had a centralized system of control where like a mob or something like that, that is doing this work, and I'm not saying that they are, okay? Mm -hmm. But what if you turn this back over to them and they have a problem, are they gonna fix the issue? The answer is no. So we're kind of back to square one again in Surrey County of figuring out what are we gonna do to have honest and fair elections? Yeah, so you know, in uh, you, you, you're a bit of a step up from us here in Colorado because we don't have a state board of elections. We have a secretary of state who has just amassed all of the power. So if there's a county in Colorado that wants to vote to go to paper, she's now made that illegal. Uh, so you know you're still you're still a little bit uh, a little bit better than we are, but the centralized power structure is is very much um, part of the playbook. Right. This is this is part of the playbook right. about how they overtake election overtake over have overtaken our elections. So exactly. um, and they're centralized now. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and, and centralization is uh, a killer of transparency, as we've seen with our elections. Right. All across and the over nation. time. Over time, we've given our rights up to make our, our lives easier and gave more of the control over to the uh, state board of elections and the county board of elections, which is run by the state to manage our elections. And now we look at it and says, hey, there's a problem here. And we see that. And when I presented to not just Surrey County, I presented to at least around 20 different counties. And I think we're gonna go into that here in a minute, the presentation of how we convince the counties that there's an issue here going on. Because every one of our elected officials and Republicans mainly are saying that we had the most honest and fair elections ever. That happened all last year. And now they're up here saying, hey, we want election integrity and we're gonna want poll observers. Well, how does a poll observer gonna fix a problem with the machine behind the scenes? They're not gonna be able to do that. They're not, they can't even see the issues. That's right. So, Sean Smith, right. Colonel Sean Smith describes it as trying to, uh, trying to watch for credit card fraud by staring at your credit card. Uh, one of the guys I work with, Jay, he, he brought up a point. He says, poll observers is like when you're driving down the interstate at 95 miles an hour and you see a cop on the side of the street, what are you going to do? You're going to slow down. That's mm -hmm. it. That's all they're going to be able to do. 
Right. So let's okay. talk about the hearing. Um, you know, I, I want to bring this up because I, I live out in Colorado where it's much more relaxed, you know, very casual. Uh, we, there are plenty of people here that um, show up to county commissioner meetings or even state level legislative session, uh, sessions in, you know, very casual attire. The South is a bit different, and you're a North Carolina resident. I was, you know, thinking yeah. as I watched this um, this hearing last night, I was thinking, what, you know, what are the missteps? Like, what, trying to figure out what, because I think, I think the, the testimony was all fantastic. I thought Mark Cook crushed it, talking about hardware and software and, and the types of vulnerabilities. I thought that was very compelling. I think Professor Clements did a great job with the information that he provided about evidence and about what we're seeing across the country. Um, and certainly the person who spoke on canvassing results, I thought that that was very uh, compelling as well. But I noticed, um, you know, from the view that I had looking at the live stream, you can only see the back of the people that yeah. are speaking. Now, I live out in Colorado, but I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, right? And I had probably one of the most privileged childhoods that anybody could ever imagine. And so I know what kind of Southern etiquette is right and for me it was surprising and I actually heard this as well from some of the North Carolina activists that I work with Mark Cook looked like he was going to play golf Professor Clements kind of you know looked like maybe he slept in his car um, is there do you think that the that the appearance the um, and it's not even appearance so much as in the South, I think it's a, a sign of respect, right? If you're going to be going into the commissioner's house, put on a tie. Uh, that was kind of my reaction. Do you think there's anything to that? Well, I don't think so, because what they did, they their speech and was right on the point with cybersecurity, with, with Mark Cook covered and talking about how cybersecurity is influencing all this. So I don't think so. I mean, if you go look today, you know, times have changed a little bit. We all don't wear ties and suits and all that everywhere we go. So even in the South, I don't think we do that as much as it used to in the past. So the, actually the content that these guys presented and John Bowes, who presented the actual affidavits that we went out to and found was just phenomenal. And by the way, he is a resident of the county. So you're looking at uh, Mark Cook and David Clements that did a phenomenal job explaining it. But then when you have actual evidence of fraud that's happening that wasn't even taken in consideration with the board of uh, commissioners is just amazing to me how you can let actual fraud happen and why you know that's the question yeah. i would have to the county commissioners why would you let this happen to your people in your county who you know because the people they report to the people right they're the citizens yeah. of the county and they didn't take action on it which is very disappointing yeah, you know, and I, I, again, I think they crushed it in terms of the the testimony that they gave, right? right. I think they were spot right. on. I think that the, the arguments against these machines and against the status quo business as usual election process that we have was compelling. And, you know, we didn't even hear anybody try to refute it. So that I think I'm, right. I'm looking for what, you know, what, how does, how does the, 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 effectiveness of the argument falls so flat with the type of outcome and mr producer i don't know if we have the end of the do you have the clip of the end of the hearing where the commissioner spoke uh, i'm not sure of the timestamp exactly i have the part that we singled out if you give me a couple minutes i can find it okay yeah so um 
we do need to pay the bills on this show. So, Mr. Producer, I am going to hand it over to you real quick. Well, thank you very much, everyone. And before we go on and we get into more of Jason's awesome presentation, I'm going to remind everyone that we are sponsored by Axos Bank. Uh, so I'm seeing a lot of banks out there pandering to current trends at the cost of the customer, but there is one that's not afraid to make bold decisions that put customers first, even if it's going to make headlines. And that is Axos Bank. Do a quick search and you will see what I mean. This is a bank that is all about integrity, about fairness, and the freedom to do business without compromising our values. You take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a big one. Uh, so listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open it by July 31st. That is July 31st of this year. And you go to axosbank.com slash daily. And that's A-X-O-S, axosbank.com slash daily for full details. Uh, for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your rewards checking account. Uh, Axos Bank is federally insured, member of FDIC, and they are for us. All of us. So again, that is axosbank.com slash daily, A-X-O-S bank.com slash daily. Uh, go check them out because uh, I know I'm not happy with, you know, most of the most of the banking establishments that we have to deal with nowadays. Well, and any bank who's courageous enough to advertise on this show is, is probably somebody. Exactly. That's a win. Trust, somebody who can be <laughs> trusted with your money. Already, already two thumbs up. Right, right. So, Jason, um, we, you know, I, I'm, I was looking for, for why, why did we get the outcome, and hopefully we'll be able to find that clip, because it was an hour plus of very compelling testimony with kind of a anticlimactic ending, right, where the commissioner just said, we've got a lot to think about, and gaveled into closed session. Um, and and the obviously, so on the live stream, they cut out all of the cheering and clapping, and you know we see this um, yeah, in that. in every government uh, building. You know you're not allowed to respond. Um, I think the 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 left is allowed to do jazz hands, but any other sort of um, sort of reaction to speakers is is not allowed. Uh, and yep. so, um, you know, I was looking, I, I noticed that they, the speakers spoke a little bit more about Dominion than ES&S, and maybe that had some sort of nuance that there was, uh, using the terminology clerks, and I don't think you have clerks in North Carolina. Do you think that there were any, anything that, that, that you guys, the, that the speakers at the, you didn't speak at this hearing, but that the speakers at this hearing could have done differently? Uh, no, I don't think so, because I think the county commissioners already had a decision before we even went into the building. They already had a predefined uh, conclusion already developed. So they they listened, but that's about it. They already knew what their outcome was going to be at the end of the call. But I, I just want to say that, you know, I wasn't inside the building because there was 90 or close to 100 people in the actual county commissioner's building. There was about another 50 to 60, maybe 70 people outside. Mm -hmm. And so what we did is we had to have a loud uh, speaker out there and we connected to the Bluetooth and presented the whole presentation outside along with that. And then we spoke a little bit afterwards about election integrity and talked about the, the uh, general statute that gives them the power to do this, right? To make the, these decisions at the county level. So uh, one more point here. We had people coming from you know, it drove six hours to come there from Carteret, from New Hanover. Um, that's that's a long drive to go clear up to Mount Airy uh, in Syria County 
from the coast of North Carolina, driving six hours. So I'm very proud of the people in North Carolina for stepping up and taking action like this. This was amazing. Most of the time in a county commissioner's meeting, you may have five people. There's, a, there's almost 200 people there in that meeting last night. Absolutely amazing, I thought. You know, the representation for the people. Uh, yeah, and I'm always proud of the people. The American people all over the country are doing amazing things. You know, uh, they keep telling us move on from 2020, the Republican Party especially. And we yeah. talked about how this is the Surrey County Republican Party that got this hearing yeah. and that was really pushing for this. And we don't see uh, the North Carolina Republican Party really engaging in the fight, same as every other state. We don't see the, the state-established Republican Party, just like we don't see the RNC weighing in on the debate, but there are brave officials in counties that haven't quite lost their souls yet. And I think that we, we definitely see that in, in Surrey. And I would be proud of, proud of the folks that turned out as well, because um, the American people are just amazing. They're amazing. And the, the, the people who want to steal elections and want to manage our decline and want to bring us to a great reset, those people wholly underestimated the American people. And we are definitely going to win. So, uh, so I'm with you on that, uh, Jason, in terms of being proud of the people that showed up because the American people are, they've been telling us to let this go since the day after the election. They've been calling us sore losers. They've been telling us that there's nothing to see here. The numbers of people who believe in that the election was stolen has grown, um, significantly grown, and uh, it's not going away. You know, as, yeah, and as, when we present, yeah. and when I go into the presentation here about how we convince the counties to look at this and see this in a different light, because we still get the the the, the Republicans telling us most fairest, honest election ever. Well, you can't have that. And when we when I show these data inconsistencies with with uh, the the governor and the auditor and the secretary of state and and the that uh, just doesn't make sense why this happened the way it is. So uh, yeah. I think I won't I won't steal my thunder here when I go into the presentation, but I'll show you that here in a minute. So we were talking about Surrey County and the, the hearing last night. And Jason, you have right. data on mail-in ballots, and this is in the mail-in process, and this is for North Carolina as a whole. So why don't we jump into that now? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to present my screen here and show um, the actual presentation that I normally present to the full county, okay? Um, I'm going to go through here and go from the beginning. Um, and so this is election integrity. And when I tell the counties every time I talk to them is I'm not running for any kind of position in North Carolina. I'm just a regular citizen that in 2020 woke up and said, there's a problem in North Carolina and we have to find out why. And I'm not the only one. There are patriots out there uh, that did this. And when we went to Wake County, um, we had a election integrity team there and we started finding these problems and they said, you know what, we're, you guys done your job. We're going to actually close down the election integrity committee because this is like in August of last year. And they said, we're done with it. And you guys did your job. Thank you very much. You're done. We said, no way, we're not done because we have problems here. And so that's when we created nc-election.com. And that's what I'm going to present to you is some of the findings today that we found during the 2020 elections and how we can move forward. Okay. So do you guys see my screen? We do. Okay. Yes. So perfect. 
I cover what is election integrity. And I think this is an important point for the press to understand. Election integrity is not about Donald Trump, okay? Not to bring him back in the office. Even though I love his dance, his awesome dancing, I just don't think uh, that's what not election integrity is about. And it's not about trying to rig the elections for the Democrats or the Republican Party. And that's what the press keeps trying to do is telling us, you're trying to rig the elections. Well, I think it's already rigged by both parties. They're both doing it. What we are trying to do is have the honest, fair elections and the best man or woman should win the election. I didn't say anything about race. I didn't say anything about, you know, a white man or, or woman. It's the best man should win or the best woman should win the election. Okay. Based on so what the people go, have to say, right? I mean, that's, exactly. that's the... That's the bottom line is that it, the people should be able to choose. And election fraud is the most bipartisan uh, effort that we have in America. So sorry to exactly. Sorry to interrupt. Like to divide the people. And I don't like the, the idea of dividing Democrats and Republicans. We're all Americans. Why should we do that? We should be working with each other and figuring out who's the best president that we should have in the United States. I don't care if it's a Democrat or Republican. I'm OK with that. So our mission statement here is to have fair, honest, accurate, trackable, publicly verifiable and transparent elections in North Carolina. OK, so we have some goals out here, basically educate the citizens of what we found in the mail in in 2020, develop fair and transparent elections process for every county so that people can trust and understand. And decentralization is the, the election process to be managed and controlled by the counties with standards and consistencies across all 50 counties. That's kind of a, an ultimate goals that we put together for, for the team here. So this is important. Now, I actually didn't create this. Actually, Colonel Sean Smith actually created these, these prices. Uh, and there's five principles for election integrity. Elections belong to the citizens. That does not belong to the federal government with HR1, and it doesn't belong to the state or even the State Board of Elections. It belongs to the citizens and we have to take back that control at a citizen level and integrity first and above all transparency equals truth we have zero transparency if you just go ask any election fixer official how adjudication works and how does the software determines how to adjudicate how to adjudicate a, a, a ballot we have no idea and it's being done multiple different ways within the system any laws or rules or act of government that reduces a risk integrity is void it's pretty simple. Like right now, we have no, we, we don't have a way, um, you don't have to have a verification of voter ID. That to me is a, we've already voted on that and the people wanted it, but you know, that's a law. We don't have that. And decentralization is critical to self-governance because right now everything is centralized with the state board of elections. The counties need to take back control. Okay. And complexity breeds and hides corruption. It is very bad when you have a very complex system and you can hide the corruption that's going on with these machines, ESS machines out there. Okay, so I'm gonna, this is what kind of happened before the elections. All of this is about creating a narrative to actually, actually manage and put fear into the people of not to communicate because they tore down our cities. And I, I have to say this, this is an important piece here. In 20, in 2019, when we saw our cities, this is Black Lives Matter in Antifa. But in January the 6th, when we did protest, they called that insurrection. Well, and just I to correct you, 2020, yeah, Black, the Black Lives Matter where, where we saw them really go ham was after George Floyd 
which is May 25th, 2020. Exactly. Well, that's a good point. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe clarify a few dates there. But that fear in an intimidation of the coronavirus actually prevented people to communicate and talking. And then YouTube censoring and all of the social media being censored. And then they changed the rules with COVID. They made it well, easier. If to I could just stop you power. as well, when you talk about, if you could go mm -hmm. back to your prior slide, when you talk about, you know, the the COVID, COVID isolated everybody by taking them out of their offices, out of their schools, right exactly. into in the run up to the election, everybody was isolated in their homes, so they went to online. Right. So so people were right. online more than ever before. We saw the, the shares of the cloud companies go crazy during the lockdown periods uh, because so many people were spending everybody really was spending so much more time online. And then the censoring came. Right. So further isolating people. And, and that is, you know, as I mentioned, Ma Matthias Desmet's. Uh, work on mass formation psychosis, the the gaslighting and the isolation are cre are critical points, uh, critical components of being able being able to get people into that psychologically vulnerable space. Exactly. And so then the next thing we saw is all the rules changed that did not even go through our legislation process and made it easier to obtain mail-in ballots request. We had an online ballot request system and we still have that system today. Okay, and prepay postage on absentee mail-in ballots. Uh, that actually didn't happen in North Carolina, but it happened in other other uh, other states. Uh, only one signature on mail-in ballot, and I'm going to make a big point on that here in a minute. Um, that's extremely important. And we removed legal barriers to casting ballots and accepting mail-in ballots that were postmarked by election day, but received afterwards. And then voter ID stalled in high courts in North Carolina. So we don't even have you to verify all of these illegal aliens coming across our border. They can vote in North Carolina. There's and nothing stopping Jason, them. Jason, were these changes in the run-up to the election of 2020 with COVID and, and all of the rules changed due to COVID, were they changed legally through the legislature or were they changed uh, kind of by stroke of a pen or executive order, emergency power? Emergency powers. Okay. That's what it was on, by emergency powers. So let's talk about a little bit about how mail-in ballots request. And let's split this chart in half. On the left-hand side is 2016, and on the right-hand side is going to be 2020. In 2016, we had 240,734 mail-in ballots. In 2020, we had 1,272,000 mail-in ballots. We accepted 199 mail-in ballots, 199,000. And in 2020, we almost accepted a million mail-in ballots. And then spoiled, we won't go into spoiled too much, but in 2016, we had 15,000 spoiled, but you got 276,000, almost 300,000 spoiled ballots. And spoiled ballots can be done for many, many different ways. So I don't wanna go into that. This Do, I know you don't wanna go into it, but just for the audience and, and my own curiosity, are spoiled ballots then sent to adjudication or are they tossed out? They can be, absolutely. There's many ways a spoiled ballot can be. One of the, uh, I asked a question to a, uh, one of the, I think it was in Pitt County. He goes like, well, if we spilled coffee on it, it would be a spoiled ballot. And then I started thinking about it going, if you spilled coffee on a spoiled ballot and you don't, and you just wiped out that voters, you know, vote because it's spoiled now, right? So yeah. anyway, there's a lot of different ways. Maybe there wasn't a signature on the envelope. I don't know, we don't verify it, but maybe that's what it was. But this is all mail-in, remember? So this is just 276,000 spoiled ballots on mail-in. It's amazing. 
All right, move safe on. as the most secure election ever, right? And most transparent. Exactly. Gold standard. The gold standard, exactly. So this is the mail-in ballot rules. In North Carolina, the, from Karen Benson Bell is the executive director, and she said this, verification of the voter identity is completed through the witness requirement. The, the voter's signature on the envelope shall not be compared with the voter's signature in their registration and the authority of the executive director record because this is not required by state law. Co uh, country, uh, county board shall accept the voter's signature on the container returned envelope, even if it appears to be made by the voter meaning the signature on the envelope appears to be the name of the voter and not some other person. Absence to clear evidence. To contrary, the county board shall presume that the voter signature is of the voter, even if it's illegible. Amazing, so, isn't it? So, so, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of signature verification? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're going to oh have all these mail-in, and, and remember, and this isn't a law change; voters. it's not a statute change; it's not an official change. This is just this this executive director issuing a memo, right? Memo, yes, memo, yes. This was, and this, and this memo says that we're no longer going to verify signatures. That sign basically making signature verification uh, completely a. a not even a not even a check or a control any longer. And the important thing to notice about to to note about mail in ballots is that the only control on mail in ballots is signature verification. That's the That's only it. way to control mail in ballot. And and to know that the, the vote is from who they say it is is signature verification. And I So is read, it, read it again. Law? Read it again for the audience. <laughs> okay. So ver voter a verification of the voter identity is completed through the witness requirement. The voter signature on the envelope shall not be compared with the voter signature in the registration and the authority of the executive director record because it's not required by state law. County boards shall accept the voter signature on the Is signature verification envelope. at all required by state law? Well, it was supposed to be. We're supposed it to have two signature verifications. And so the executive but, director probably, is saying signature verification is no longer required. I mean, that's what she's saying, right? You, you, you do yeah. not have to compare the two signatures because it's not required by the law. And you're just going to assume that any signature is accurate. We're not going to, we're not checking even eligibility. Even if it's eligible. This is like if someone, yeah. like if they're bringing in, you know, bags of cash, you know, in, into the depot. This is like, okay, yep. so yeah, our process is we have to see your face and you have to be the guy that we know and, you know, and all that. And essentially what they're saying here is, okay, well, as long as anyone is bringing the, uh, you know, is driving the truck in and as long as they're wearing like a black shirt and we don't know them, it still counts. And it's yeah. still fine. We'll let them in. As long as the signature appears to have been made by a human, <laughs> then we'll accept Maybe. it. Maybe. But it could have been, I mean, it could have, it could have been an ape. They have opposable thumbs. They can hold a pen. How do you know? They could have, yeah, they could have tied, like, pencils to their dog's paws. I mean, <laughs> like, if it's illegible, I mean. Or yeah, just draw so, a straight line through it. So why do we have, I'm sorry to, to hijack. We're not going to be able to get through your whole presentation. We just don't have the time. But we will, we will get through more of it. But this is, this is enraging to me. <laughs> but you need to see the other piece of this. I got yes. a couple more slides that okay, ties into this. I'll hold my and, and we won't have to go too much. 
just give me a second here. Actually, here Jason, let me uh, let me do one read real quick just so we get out of the way because I don't want to interrupt you again. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so my apologies. So, again, this podcast is sponsored by IP Vanish VPN. If you are tired, like feeling like someone is watching you online, like, uh, you know, your ISP advertisers or uh, or hackers might know a little bit too much about your identity. Using an incognito mode won't solve the problem. IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. Uh, let me fix this screen real quick. Um, you can use IP Vanish on your computers, your tablets, uh, your phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. You have an unlimited number of devices that you can use it on. All your data is encrypted. That includes your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish, IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is that simple. Uh, so you can, uh, again, you won't sacrifice any speed. And for listeners of this show, IP Vanish is giving an incredible 70% off their yearly plan uh, to listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. This is pretty much a steal, so you're basically getting nine months for free, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it, uh, but I'm sure you will. So it's super easy to use. You tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing everything that you watch, everything that you search for, and everything you buy with people like the big tech censors who are attempting to tear down free speech for all of us. Uh, take your privacy back today. IP Vanish is rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. You can go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, and you will get your 70% savings as well as a 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's ipvanish, ipvanish.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. The slash daily is important, so make sure that you do that. Uh, okay, back to you. Go ahead, Jason. Floor is yours. All right, thank you. Um, so let's go on. Let's talk about the six states of mysteriously quick counting after midnight. They are Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Wow, North Carolina. Imagine that. I thought we won. Georgia, Nevada. How come the Democrats or Republicans don't know why we stopped counting in North Carolina? In That's unprecedented an fashion, right? So it's unprecedented to stop counting the night of the election, regardless. It's super duper unprecedented to stop counting in six states and then have those six states be the deciding states. Exactly. It's amazing how we can connect those dots, right? Okay, Conspiracy so this is important. Theorists. This is what I want to get to. This is, the, this is what flips the counties when they start to see this. Now, what I have on a screen here is how you can go look at North Carolina data. So this is actually from the State Board of Elections. You can put state or any county in there, and then you get to click on this little button here, and it pulls up this screen. I'm going to zoom in on this so you can see this a little bit better. If you see here, these are the total numbers for, for president, okay? But do you notice something here? Do you see any problems? You can't really tell. These are the total numbers. This is day of election. This is absentee one-stop. This is mail-in, and this is provisional. How come we don't see grand totals? How come we don't see margin of victory? Or percentages interesting so what i did here made this very simple this looks like a very complicated spreadsheet it's not it's very simple all i did is i took the president and all the council estates made them on the left hand side you can see the candidates the republican party and these are the exact same totals i just cut and pasted them and put them in here in green you'll see who won that particular race now this is total north carolina there is 5.5 million people who voted and Donald Trump won total votes. 
He won day of election. He won early voting, but lost mail-in. And he won provisional. Now look at the percentage, 70-30, 70-30, 70-30, 70-30, he crossed. But look at the percentages here, the margin of victory. He won by 289,000 for um, a day of election, early voting, 200, but lost 421,000 on mail-in. Same with provisional one. And he got 74,000 votes total. And so that's why he won. But why these three people here are so it important. On that, that, you question. said, and that's why he won. When did we uh, w- when did we learn the outcome of um, North Carolina? When did we learn the outcome of North Carolina? Because it was a few. It was days uh, after the election. Oh, 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 yeah! Mm-hmm. Seventeen days after. Seventeen the election days. Of, once we figured out the total final, they would have. My belief, and this is my theory is that if Georgia would have went red, we would have went blue. We would have found 74,000 votes somewhere. Right. And if we go back to Draza Smith's analysis, right, Florida is what broke the whole thing. And that's why we had to have six states stop counting, because Florida was supposed to go to Biden. Huge upset, huge humiliation for Trump, it being his home state. They couldn't do it. They couldn't overcome the turnout for Trump in Florida, so they had to go to Plan B. And plan B was you need 29 electoral votes because that's how big Florida is. So you got to mix and match some states. They paused six of them and uh, came up with the the margin that they needed over the next 17 plus days. Do I have that right? But Ash, when you look at, yes, you're correct. But when you look at this, why did these, these four areas, the governor, auditor, secretary of state, and attorney general, why did they, they're the only Democrats that won across the board. Okay. In the entire race in every every uh, council of states. And look at how they won. They did not win day of elections, or early voting. They only won by mail-in. Mail-in. And look at this, 400,000, 400,000, okay, across the board. How can every Democrat win mail-in? Margin of victory. Okay, <laughs> and look at this. This is weird, 70-30 splits across the board. That looks like a percentage and doesn't look like an actual number. And right. it varies 5% up or down. Okay. And we went through this and if you could see that that's where we looked. This is Buford County. Again, mail-in across the board. They went Republican across the board, but lost every mail-in. Same with Lanier. Look at the look at mail-in. Now look at uh, Pitt County. Same thing. Mail-in. Now, I'm going through this pretty fast. Martin County, and here is Carteret County, Surrey County. When I showed this to him, every Republican won in Surrey County, except for Malin. Wow, that's amazing. And there's an important point here. If we need to talk about the patents that are currently out there in the United States, this is a US patent, Dynamic Auditing of Electronic Systems. And this one right here is amazing. Systems and method for overcoming decision-making in a communication errors to produce an expected and accurate group choice. So what's that mean? That same last one is this, 75-20 splits. Or we can actually make the outcome of 95-5. I thought we had OPOV, one person, one vote. Mm -hmm. Or is it approval voting, which is percentage voting? So, Ash, think about this. Remember back in the 1980s and 90s where there is a somebody that took a half a, cine, half a penny or a penny out of everybody's account and put it in a separate account? You would never know it. Same thing yeah. with percentage voting. You can't see it. It's because right. of the machines. Okay. So I, I don't want to go into too much, but we have tapes and tabulators and it shows 
uh, this is absolutely amazing where you can have the ability to reopen polls was set to yes. That should be no. You shouldn't have the polls being reached all the time. How about this one? Blank ballots accepted. Why would you go through day of election, walk in, stand in line, and plan a blank ballot? Well, I, also because this is this is a control within the system, right? You can set it so that yeah. blank ballot says no, so that the machine will kick out a blank ballot. If somebody submits a blank ballot into the machine, if that is set to don't accept or no or whatever the the actual um, value in that field is, then it wouldn't accept blank ballots. What you're showing here is that they have set this up so that it will accept blank ballots. So you could take a whole exactly. stack of them, throw them in there, and then what happens? They it go goes to adjudication. adjudication. Oh. Right. And who, owns, who owns the patents for adjudication? Well, that's Dominion patents, so I don't know if it's relevant for ESNS, but this is, yeah. But, and then you can save ballot images with set to W, only write-ins. So you're seeing all these blank ballots being scanned in, but you're not saving the images. Right? Wow. We need to cast vote records to be able to verify this. They won't allow us to see that stuff. So this is amazing. <laughs> and this, this is, is this one is tabulator tape. Is this consistent across many is tabulator it? tapes that this is how the system was configured? Well, in Wake County, there's 300 precincts just in Wake County alone. And we have mm -hmm. 100 counties, right? This is one tabulator in Wake County on November the 3rd of 2020. Right, here. right, but I'm asking, so, have we compared these values? So the values that are misconfigured here, that's what I would call this, is that they've misconfigured the system to allow things that American elections and North Carolina elections shouldn't allow, right? Like accepting blank ballots right. or only saving images that are right in. So if have well, we compared this one tape to other tapes? Is this the way that they configured the system or was this an, a mistake? Because they'll say it's a mistake, right? They'll say, oh, this one was FOIA, just misconfigured. You have to do a FOIA request to get that information. Okay. You have to do well, a FOIA to get it. You just don't, you know, we don't have this information. I could see this, you know, you could say this would be, you know, operator error, one person, oh, they misconfigured it wrong. But, I mean, you know, the way that they're, we're told, this is all handled by Dominion in the first place. Um, exactly. Uh, the fact that they're configured this this way. No, it's in addition, We're in uh, Yeah, yeah. ESNS, we're in ESNS, right. in North Carolina. Sure. I mean, either way, the vendor, you know, supposedly all this is, is pre-configured. They're the ones... Uh, you know, as I was spe speaking with you before, and as we've seen in other states and uh, Arizona, you know, all across the country, they have, you know, given full control of uh, this process to the vendors. And y you put this in conjunction with the patent for adjudication and for them mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, to, you know, assign votes that they deem uh, the the voter meant to, uh, you know, meant to uh, indicate this alone should cause an investigation absolutely this alone should be an audit forget about all the other stuff that we've already we've already discovered oh i, I agree well and if you look at the next page here how, i mean can our elect our systems be hacked and this is at a precinct county and state level these are all the machines and hardware being used you got thumb drives you got viewing stations you got databases or databases you got servers you got scanners how, what is a potential security risk for cybersecurity, everything. Yeah. And when they talk about, hey, there's no modem in these machines, the modems, they're just talking about a scanner. Not every one of these other machines, every one of these are security risks. And then here's what- And here's the thumb drives IP are massive them. security risks. There could be anything on those thumb, thumb drives that they're plugging in. There could be Absolutely. a line of code that's impacting the entire election. And we don't know. Because if you ask to be able to look, you're called a, a conspiracy theorist. Jason, we are almost out of time. I'm going to give you one more minute. 
Okay, so Colonel Phil Waldron pointed gave his IP address as the last IP, and we noticed that every one of these yellow dots are the county annex board warehouses where we store all the data. And Colonel Phil Waldron says there's 457,000 votes that were flipped in North Carolina. Is that true? Well, we need to do an audit to verify it. But just remember this number and what we pointed back to earlier, you know, the margin of victory of these was 400,000 votes. That's a kind of the data inconsistency that we're seeing across the board. And then we haven't even talked about the solar winds and the hacks of how it went through and who all the Department of Homeland Security monitored our elections and the state and local governments monitored our elections. And then how you can point Mike FireEye, which is a cyber said that we were attacked by a nation state and they didn't declare this until December the 8th. And then Microsoft has videos out there that talks about all this. And then the timeline when this happened, whoops, did I mess up? I think I messed up. I think I messed it up here. How do I fix this? Well, we may have to just call to quit there if, we, if yeah. we're running out of time. Yeah, we are just about out of time. Um, Jason, thank you so much for coming back and, and walking us through not just the hearing last night, but also the, the landscape in um, North Carolina. I would say if, if the audience hasn't seen the hearing, from North Carolina, it's the the content itself is about an hour. It's it's not overly burdensome, and in the particular uh, the the discussion on the solar winds hack that Mark Cook goes through is is pretty yeah. it's it it's pretty stunning stuff. And well, it's um, nation state. It's nation state issues, right. right? It's not just North Carolina. It's it's all fifty. Uh, it's every state in the United States has been impacted. That's right, Jason. With thank you so winds. much. We, uh, we yep. always appreciate having you, and uh, we'll talk again soon. And, Jason, real quick, just oh. tell everyone where they can find you as well. nc-election.com, where you'll be able to find uh, all of this information, and you can find the full presentation out there that I've given to the counties. And there's lots of other c good data. So we haven't even talked about Colorado's issues with Dominion and how yeah. the machines were being copied over. So adjudication database. Yep. All right. Thank you Thank so you much. very much for the opportunity. No, God bless you, Jason. Bless. Thank you for the work you're doing. And that's nc-election.com. I tried to type it up yesterday with an S, and that did not work. Yeah, single election. That is not the uh, that's not the URL. You can so. remember it because the only election that really matters was the election of 2020 because we won't move on from it. That's right. That's right. So at the beginning of the show, we talked about uh, our new press secretary and how representation matters. I think God was teaching me um, a lesson because I stumbled over my words quite a bit <laughs> during <laughs> this episode. So, all right. All right. I'll my be nicer. My brain running on three cylinders right now. Uh, I'll be nicer. I'll be nicer in the future. But representation does matter. Truth matters more. Truth matters more. And what we see uh, in what we saw in Surrey last night, what we talked about in Otero County last week with Professor Clements and what we're going to talk about Thursday in Mesa County, Colorado and in counties all over the country. This is going on in every single state, all 50 states. There are people who are relentless, who are persistent, who are perseverant and who will not give up until we get free and fair elections. I have one goal in all of this. One goal, save the country. Find the truth, expose the truth, and restore election integrity. That's it. And there are people just like me who will not stop. You know, in the, uh, the closing statements that Professor Clements gave in last night's hearing, he talked about how in 2021, it was right around 40, 41% of the American population, February of 2021, that believed that the election was stolen. 
Well, a year later, in the same, same polling company, that number was in the mid-60s. And it's not going to go down. It hasn't gone down. The more people see about the election, the more that they see the evidence, the more that they realize that we've all been lied to and that the safest, most secure, and most transparent election in history was none of those things. It is, in fact, a big lie. And like, uh, like our enemies always do, they project, and they project that on us. The only people that believe that the election was free and fair and safe and secure and transparent are those who refuse to look at the evidence. Anyone who looks at the evidence generally ends up joining this side. This is a binary choice. You can say, oh, there's no sides. We're all Americans. There's sides in this. Either you believe that this was the safest, most secure, most transparent election in history, or you believe that we've been lied to and that they stole the election. There's no middle ground anymore. You cannot intellectually, from an intellectual honest, honest standpoint, come to the answer that this is the safest and most secure election in history, if for no other reason than the fact that we're not allowed to look. Anybody who looks is demonized. Anybody who speaks up is banned, is demonized, is called a terrorist, is put on lists. And yet we persist. And yep. yet the American people across the entire country, from Alaska to Florida, will not quit. We will not quit. I, I interrupted you. No, Mr. no, Producer, not at all. I was, I was going to jump in. I'm, I was just going to say, we're not going away. And for those of you, anyone watching, which is likely very few of you uh, for this audience, but if you know those who are on the fence, you, I'll tell you exactly what that is. They have that creeping feeling in their gut because they know something is wrong, but they are afraid to look at the evidence because they are afraid to actually do the hard work and allow themselves to admit that they have been fooled, that they have been conned, and that this country is not what it seems, that it is not what we are told, that it does not serve us, that our elected officials are selected. It is simply they need to make that leap. So continue just as we will, because we will not go away. We will not stop. We will not shut up. You need to be relentless in bringing that information to them and doing so with a from a place of humility and from a place of service. Because right now we are all serving each other, and it is up to us to restore this country for each other. And what is that creeping feeling, right? What is that? A big part of its ego. It's, I couldn't, I, I couldn't be on the wrong side of this. I couldn't have, you know, had all those arguments and stood up and, and, and yelled at people and called them crazy conspiracists and terrorists and then have it be true. But here's the thing. That was all of us at one point. At one point in this journey, the broader awakening journey of what our uniparty government has been doing to us, including the stolen election, but not, not just the stolen election, every single one of us had to get over that ego. Had to get over, you know, I, like we, we, Joe and I talked about, I think it was last week, uh, we both, I, I voted for Bush twice. He voted for Obama once. Right. Um, I voted for McCain. Right. I mean, it was it was a hold your nose and there's really no other better choice. But we've all we've all had those moments where we believed in something that wasn't true. And we believed in people or party or institution that we trusted was wearing a white hat and had our best interests in mind. And what we found 
since November 4th. And on November 4th, like everybody else, I was shocked. I was trying to figure out what had happened, and I prayed. Uh, what's going on? This isn't what was going on last night. This can't be the truth. This can't, what is going on? And God said to me very clearly, I am allowing people to reveal themselves. Now, I thought that he meant Democrats and election fraud back on November 4th, 2020. But look, look at where we are today on May 17th, 2022. How many people have exposed themselves? How much have we seen the institutions and the mouthpieces of the establishment of the status quo system? How, ha how have we seen them expose themselves? Republicans, Democrats, independents. We've, people are exposing themselves. Institutions are being exposed. Lies are being revealed. Every lie will be revealed. And so we are out of time. Um, I would, uh, Mr. Producer, I would ask for you to pray and also for you to do the show close because I don't know all of those words. I would just say, hey, if you want to find us, we're at Come conservative. <laughs> we're at conservative daily everywhere. I'm Ash in America everywhere, and Joe's at Joe Altman everywhere. But you guys have a whole thing, so no problem. So <laughs> we'll pray, and then I'll then I'll do the sign off because this is more important. Father God, we bless patriots like Jason and all those working with him. We bless those like Ash, like Joe, like so many others we've been blessed to be connected with. They are working tirelessly, and they are following your word. We praise you. We praise you, Father God. We praise you, Jesus. You are the light that we need. You are the light that we follow. Serve as the only guiding light for us. Serve as the rudder to our boat. Please, guide us and give us strength. Always keep us focused on your light, on your good. Though we are in unbelievable times and we are seeing unbelievable evil and unbelievable division and unprecedented hatred and deception, we pray only to stay focused and to never lose sight of you, never to lose sight of the path that you have laid for all of us. We pray for our children. We pray that they, unlike us for so long, see clearly through this, that they will be saved, that we will stand up and protect them and save the future for them, that they will see what is happening now and see clearly because you have given them sight and they will be the leaders of tomorrow who will ensure that this never happens again, that this great experiment, that this gift we have been given in this republic of ours is never threatened in this way again. We pray that you continue to expose the lies, to expose the liars, the wolves in sheep's clothing, the snakes everywhere, for they are all around us. And we pray that we have humility, that we have, we have love. We pray that even though we are being attacked from all angles, that the, the arrows of the enemy, they will fly astray, that their swords will break, that their words will fall on deaf ears, and that those, even among Antifa, among the radical left, among the Democrats, among those who have given up, that they will have hope, that they will see the light, that they will see clearly the consequences of their actions, that they will see exactly what master they are serving. And I pray that they are, they are enlightened and they are inspired to choose to serve you. We ask for strength. We ask for endurance. We will not give up. We, we promise this to you, Lord Jesus. We promise that we will not give up this fight, that we will not settle, that we will not stay silent in the face of this continued evil. 
This is all one battle, and it is a battle of good and evil, and you have put us here to play a part, to serve as an agent of your will, and we will do so humbly. We ask for guidance. We ask for strength. We ask for love. Cover us in a hedge of protection. Protect those who are speaking out. Put grace, put love, put your fire into the hearts of those who are not yet awakened. We ask this humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And before we do the show close, uh, we, I want to give a special shout out to our audience on Lindell TV 2. They might have dropped by now. We, we no, we're still up. Oh, we're still up. Sweet. Yeah. Welcome hey. to our, hey, Lindell TV 2 audience. Hey, if you are in the market for some new slippers, if you are trying to find a better way to sleep at night, head over to my pillow. Use code CD21. You'll support the show. You'll support the movement. You'll support Mike Lindell, who is the most amazing and most authentic person I've ever met. Amen. And uh, you'll get some great products as well. I'm a big fan of the slippers. I love to give the cable knit thrill blankets as gifts because they make excellent gifts. And so head on over to my pillow, code CD21, save big at checkout. Amen. Please go do that. Uh, so that's it. We're way out of time. But follow us. We're on Telegram, uh, Conservative Daily, Joe Oldman and Ashton America. The direct links are t.me forward slash the following. At Truth Social, Joe Oltman at Conservative Daily and at Ash in America. That's A-S-H-E in America. Make sure you add the E. Uh, we're on conservative-daily.com. That's our site. Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank Speech. And we are also now on Brighteon. So go there and check out uh, that awesome platform. That's the brainchild of Mike Adams, uh, who has been in this fight a long time. You can also, there's a link in our description to go over to the Brighteon store and you get a discount with us. Uh, so smash the Rumble button. If you're there, help us. Climb up, be an arbiter of truth. Uh, you can listen to us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, and a million other places that we didn't even know until recently. Uh, go over on Apple and those other audio platforms. Give us a five-star review. Again, be an arbiter of truth. Be the person who stands up for speech and supports those who are working to maintain your free speech to restore our republic. We love all of you, and we appreciate you all for watching and listening to us and supporting us. God bless you all. Uh, make sure you share. Uh, you can also text the word FREEDOM to 89517. We'll text you when we're going to go live so you won't miss any of the awesome shows that we have, the you know guests that we have lined up, uh, and so that you always get that message that's going to inspire you and keep you on the right path as we aim to do every single day. Uh, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so at the 10 a.m. or noon Eastern, we're on Lindell TV 2, and at 4 p.m. Mountain Time or 6 Eastern, we're on uh, Lindell 1. Uh, also go in the description. We have a newsletter. You can subscribe to our Fax Blast, and we'll send you some cool emails as well. Uh, but that's and for it. Those, sorry, for those that don't know, Lindell, Lindell TV 2, Lindell TV 1, both of those channels are the homepage of Frank Speech. And so if you go to frankspeech.com, you'll find Lindell TV2 and Lindell TV1. Check them out. They're putting great new content up all the time. A lot yes, of friends of the are. show have, uh, have content over on Frank Speech. Yes, and a big shout-out to the, to the team over at Lindell TV. Uh, also, uh, before we close, if you go to conservative-daily.com, our site, you can become a, mem a member. And, again, I want to thank all of you for being a listener to the Conservative Daily Podcast. We are pursuing truth. We are fighting for your liberties, and we will continue to search for and provide the best information and analysis that we can so that we can provide you with the best information and we can better our nation. So you can go sign up. We have uh, several membership options, as little as $10 a month. Uh, you know, we, we say you buy us a coffee, but every one of those memberships, you get massive discounts on the fax blasting and some awesome custom content 
that's rolling out right now. Uh, so that's conservative-daily.com. Uh, but that's it. God bless you all. Again, thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being on the right side of history. Thank you for choosing to see God. Thank you for fighting for your country. If you're not yet on the battlefield, get off the sidelines because there are none. And we'll see you tonight. Uh, my name is Apollo. And I'm Ash Up. God bless everyone. God bless you all. We will see you tonight at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on uh, Lindell TV main stage and all of our other platforms. See you then.